It's time for this week's Uplift. Three ordinary guys that want you to find the freedom that is available by knowing our Lord Jesus Christ. So sit back and enjoy Uplift, brought to you by the Fulcrum Center. Visit our site at thefulcrumcenter.org. Well, it looks like we're missing somebody again. I guess so. This is a real common theme for us. It is, and guess what? I won't be here next week. (laughs) But that's okay. You know, it's still good. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, Ian couldn't be with us tonight. Something came up. But uh, he's with us in spirit. Yeah, he's riding the storm out. Yeah, riding the storm out. We're experiencing some storms here in the last couple days, and more is going through tonight, so you might hear a clap of thunder, but that's okay. And if the video just suddenly ends, because the power went out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So if we don't get to say, see you next week, we'll do it now. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I got a topic for us to talk about tonight. I bet you do. <laughs> well, last week when we got together, we had mentioned free will. And, you know, I can't remember which one of us said it, but one of us said, you know, that might be a good topic for uplift sometime. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about free will. Because we know that the Bible tells us that we have free will. We look at the story of Adam and Eve, and God said, you may eat of any tree in the garden. But of the tree of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. Mm-hmm. He made a command, mm-hmm. a commandment: Do not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. For in, when you do, in that day you will die. Mm-hmm. So that tells us right there, and the fact that they did it, God did not compel them to not eat from that tree. That's right. He gave them a choice: mm-hmm. they can choose to eat from that tree. Or they can choose not to. Mm-hmm. And the moment they chose not to, they died in that day. Now, not right away. Right. But they died. Mm-hmm. That's right. Because they didn't. They no longer were eternal, immortal, I should say. They were never eternal. Mm-hmm. Eternal means no beginning, no end. They were no longer immortal at that point. They would suffer death. Mm-hmm. Because of the wages of sin is death and disobedience to God is sin and yeah doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that math out <laughs> so anyway I thought we'd uh, maybe discuss that tonight you up for that I'm up for it all right yeah I'm up for it yeah so I mean that was an interesting thing and I heard a teaching recently about all this and they said they you know everything that you just said and it, it's one thing that you just said was that they died in that day well you know, it's funny how God works that way because, you know, it, because he will make something be, it just hasn't come to be yet, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Like, in, yeah. in his mind, he had settled the matter. Yeah. Like, okay, you know, you didn't follow, you know, what I told you. This is this will come to pass. That's That's brilliant because, you know, a lot of people like to rationalize, I don't know if that's the right word, they are to explain Mm -hmm. the day as, well, a day to God is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day, and if you look at how old they were, they were less than a thousand years old. Mm -hmm. I always bought into that, Mm -hmm. but you're absolutely right. Right. God decreed it at that moment, that that the moment you eat from that, you die. Mm -hmm. That day that you eat from it, you die. It just hasn't come to be yet. It just hasn't come to be yet. That's That's really good. I like that. Mm -hmm. So, let me ask this question. Why did God give us free will? That's a good question. Okay. 
I think I can answer. Because if he had not given us free will, then everything that we do, like if he had compelled them, you, can, you shall not eat from this tree, and not given them a choice, mm-hmm. then they're like robots. They, mm-hmm. They're automaton. They, are, they're, they don't think for themselves. Mm-hmm. Just It's a given fact that they're never going to eat from that tree. Right. Okay? Boring. Right. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> and he wanted us to want it. Right. He wanted us to, I don't want to say earn it, but he wanted us to want it. Because right. if we didn't want it, there would be no passion for it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, let me ask another question. Did Satan make Eve eat from the tree? No. No. Mm-hmm. No. No. He compelled, well, not compelled her. He, he really enticed her, tempted her. He said, surely you won't die. Mm-hmm. But she made the choice. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of theologians that believe that Adam was right there the whole time. Okay. watching. Okay. Now, we don't know because the Bible doesn't say. It right. just says that she then gave it to her husband and he ate too. Mm-hmm. But again, was it the same day or was it a week later? Mm-hmm. We don't know, but more than likely same time. Yeah. Okay. So if he's standing there, he knew. Mm-hmm. He knew what the laws were. He knew what God's commandments were. He was created first. Mm-hmm. And he was created to take care of her. Mm-hmm. Why did he not say, don't do that, Mm -hmm. you're going to die? Because he wanted it too. Mm -hmm. It was his choice too. Oh yeah, he he made the choice too. And I really believe that's why um, Paul says that sin came into the world through one man, Adam. doesn't say it came through Eve, Mm -hmm. because I believe Adam sinned first by not stopping Eve Mm. from eating. Mm. He knew... Because when you know something and you don't act on it, Mm -hmm. you know that God said, don't do this, and you do it anyway. You know that God says, do this, and you don't do it. Mm -hmm. That's a sin. Right. It's a disobedience. It's disobedience, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So in his disobedience, he brought sin into the world. We try to blame Eve, but I blame Adam. Yeah. But still, ultimately, it was their choice, (laughs) their free will to choose to eat and disobey God. Mm. Satan did not force them. Mm-hmm. He simply amplified the desire. Mm-hmm. You see, Satan can't make us do anything. Right. You know, we say it all the time. The devil made me do it. Baloney. That's a cop out. Yeah. <laughs> that's saying I didn't do it. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. The devil made me do it. No. The devil can't make you do it. He just tempts you into it. He tempts you. It's like, have you ever seen a, a <laughs> I'm laughing because I've done this. Have you ever seen a, like a park bench with a sign that says wet paint? No, I oh, haven't. Okay. <laughs> but I know what you're talking about. And what, what would you do if you saw that? Uh, I'd probably stick my finger in it to check. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. And guess what? I looked at my finger and it was red. <laughs> I'm like, why did you do that? But that's what Satan does. Right. That's not really wet. Yeah. That's that sign's wrong. Yeah, check and see. Check and see, right. right. Mm-hmm. And I had the choice. You know, I didn't say, Oh, wet paint program mm-hmm. says do not touch. Right. I had this completely wide open 
freedom to touch that paint. That's right. And I had a red finger as a result. Yeah, you took advantage of the choice. <laughs> I did. So free will is, if you really think about it, a tremendous gift of God. Because mm -hmm. what would we do if we didn't have free will? Mm -hmm. Sure, we wouldn't sin. Right. And, and I just wonder, if you let me say this for a moment, I wonder if Satan someday, and this is not in the Bible, but I just wonder, you know, after Satan said, hey, I can be like God, and God said, no, you can't, and I'm kicking you out, and, and we don't know what all really happened there. We'll find out someday. We can read a little bit about it in the Bible, but what if Satan said, yeah, you go ahead and create humans and be just like the rest of the angels you created to not have a choice, and he says, okay, I'm going to give them free will, mm -hmm. and I'm going to let them sin, Mm -hmm. And when they do, I'm going to redeem them mm -hmm. just to rub it in his face. Mm, that's you know? interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting thought. I've, I've thought that for years. Like, just uh, It was a way for God to say, look, I will show to you that I can create something that will still choose me. Mm -hmm. Now, <clears throat> if, if we get close to God, like if we were able to just be like I, as far as I am from you, Okay, and let's say just for example that you're God. Okay, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know you're a little wanna, awkward. <laughs> I know you don't want to think that. I I didn't want to play Jesus in the play we had here at church. <laughs> okay, so if you're God and I get this close to you, I'm gonna have. I'm just gonna fall down and worship because of the glory that's coming off. You know, if I were in the presence of God, I would fall down and worship just. Because that's how glory, glorious God is. Right. I would, ha I am not going to say I wouldn't have a choice, but I would do it because of how wonderful He is. So, mm -hmm. because we can choose, and because we know what sin is, mm -hmm. and because we disobey, He keeps us away. Mm -hmm. He keeps that distance mm -hmm. that we have with Him now. Because if we were to come before Him and not bow down in worship, then I believe he would have no choice but then to just ultimately destroy us from his glory coming off of him, if, if not from his choice. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's why he sealed off the gate at the Garden of Eden and kept them away from the garden. Mm -hmm. But God's choice was to send Jesus mm -hmm. to redeem us. Mm -hmm. Another gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So if we didn't have free will, it would be boring, mm -hmm. wouldn't be the same, and there wouldn't be any sin either. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't choose to desire to have a relationship with him. That's It correct. would just be, an, like you said, robotic. It would just be an automatic robotic thing. Mm -hmm. And he, that's not who he is and what he's about. He's a very agricultural relationship driven uh you know that's that's who he is and and you know there's a lot of nature you know he he talks to us in, in very natural ways and that's just who he is and what he's about that's his business mm -hmm. and how he interacts with with the physical world that we live in and um yeah so free will if we if we just were just robots uh, then would we even need to have a mind at no. that point? 
No, we wouldn't. Right. Like we wouldn't need to have a mind. We wouldn't need to have any of that because we would just be, we would just more or less, for lack of a better term, be uh, mindless recreations of him doing whatever he wanted us to do and, and he wouldn't necessarily have a meaningful relationship with us. Right. It wouldn't be an interactive relationship. Right. You know? So it, it's kind of like, it's hard to explain, but there's more to it. So like when he gives us free will, he also gives us free minds to challenge him and that sort of thing. Which, right. which you know, I mean, like, he probably doesn't always enjoy. <clears throat> but like you said, he enjoys bringing things to a final result. Right. So, you know, like you were talking about earlier, you know, he he wanted to do this kind of thing just to just to create this interaction to rub it in Satan's face. Right. It, it, at least that's what you're thinking or your yeah. theory is or whatever. Right. Right. And it's like, well, that makes sense because it's like it's it's interactive, which right. he likes to interact. And Satan could have had this relationship with him, mm-hmm. but chose not to yeah think about it he did have the relationship yeah you know he was the morning star you know the the music right yeah, like he was yeah. the, he was the musical guy yeah yeah he was the he was given the the talents of music and and he chose to throw all that away right because of his pride right mm-hmm. right so we know then that some angels <clears throat> at least some have choice mm-hmm. and I believe and, and this is just a theory mm-hmm. that angels can make choices but they are not prone to sin because they do not they've eaten from the tree of life because mm-hmm. they're immortal mm-hmm. but they have not eaten from the tree of knowledge yes mm-hmm. because they do not sin mm-hmm. they do not they know what they are to do not really programmed because obviously they have a choice satan rebelled right. that was his choice right. but they know what is required they know what is right they know what is pure what they know what is true mm. and therefore they do based on those things mm. okay and satan when he rebelled then and god kicked him out he he's lost that relationship that he had mm. And he lost his, well, we know that he will burn in the lake of fire forever and ever, so he's still immortal, but Mm -hmm. he lost so much that we now can gain by, in this life, this sinful life that we live on earth, growing to know him, choosing to know him. Mm. We have the choice to not believe in him. We have the choice to follow him or to turn away from him. We have the choice to look to him for guidance or look to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the story of Saul. Yes. Right? Yes. You know, he, he made his choices, and then God met him in his choices. Yeah. You know, now he doesn't do that with everybody, but that's a very interesting story to think about in those terms, you know. Right. And he believed, Saul believed that he was making the right choices. Mm-hmm. Acts chapter 9, if you're wondering what we're talking about. Right. And then, yes, God said he saw his zeal. He saw his intelligence. He saw who Saul could be. And he met him in his choices and said, follow me. Mm -hmm. Saul could have said no. Mm -hmm. I just saw a demon, he could have said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he said, no, I saw the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I heard the Lord speak to me. 
mm-hmm. and chose then to follow. Mm-hmm. So when we do know God and we come to know God, and I think back to my experience of coming to know God over a period of time, mm-hmm. you know, first hearing it, the word spoken and, and hearing someone say who Jesus is, hearing someone say, you got to believe, you know, hearing these things and piecing that together, knowing that God was calling me out the whole time, not forcing me, mm-hmm. but in my choices, I chose to follow him. And as I did, I chose more. Mm-hmm. And every day I choose more. Mm-hmm. And every day I learn more and draw closer to him more. Yeah. And there are days I fall back, mm-hmm. but I get up and move back and follow him again. Yeah. And I think it's important that we realize that, mm-hmm. that because we have free will, mm-hmm. we have the choice we are going to sin, mm-hmm. and God knows that. Yeah, and not saying that God accepts that. Mm-hmm. Be- and I say that that way because acceptance is more than just giving an affirmative to this is okay. Mm-hmm. Acceptance is saying, "I know this. We'll get through this." Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. God's not saying, oh, "Okay, I accept the fact that you're a sinner." Mm-hmm. He's saying, "I know you're a sinner." We're going to get you through it. We're going to bring it closer to me. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the so the uplifting part of this could be looking at people like King David. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Great example. You know, like he, he did pretty good a lot of the time, but there was sometimes he didn't. <laughs> he made some poor choices in there of his own free will. But the funny thing is, is I mean, it's not funny, but like the thing is with King David was he kept coming back to God, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. I, I messed up, God. Here I am. God's like, yeah, I still need you, and I still want to use you, you know. Yeah. And right. I want you to do this thing, you know. And then mm-hmm. he'd, he'd mess up again, and he'd come back to God. And the key words there is he would come back to God. Right. You know, it's like we're, it's a, as we've talked about before, it's a matter of your heart. Where is your heart? So the uplifting thing for all of us is, is you look at these stories in the Bible, and there's all kinds of stories in the Bible about these things, you know. Uh, that's just one example. People who make mistakes, we come back to God and lay it down and say, look, God, I, I messed up. Uh, and God's like, yeah, like you said, I expected you to. Yeah. <laughs> Not so many words. I don't agree with it or accept it as that it's okay. Right. But I knew and I will help you correct. Right. I will bring you through it. Right. So, and I think that's important because I know, okay, let me back up before I say that. The whole thing with Satan being the amplifier, Mm -hmm. touch that pain, it's not wet. Mm -hmm. Eat from that tree, you won't die. Mm -hmm. You know, go ahead and take that pencil, you need a pencil, Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be. Mm -hmm. You know, just that constant speaking, and, and, and... I think it's important that we say it. It's not always Satan because Satan can't be everywhere at the same time. He can't be talking in your ear and my ear at the same time. Mm. He's not omnipresent like the Lord is, like mm. the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So his demons do the talking. Right. He's trained them. He's taught them. He's they've watched him. And they've had thousands of years to to work on us. Mm-hmm. So when the enemy's whispering in your ear, and you have that choice. Sometimes they will say, you've gone too far. You're not going to be redeemed this time. This was the ultimate mistake. You've done way too much. And that's not true. Mm -hmm. That is so not true. Mm -hmm. And 
even when, and they'll say things like, well, that was a willful sin, and God doesn't forgive willful sins. Mm. No, yes, he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful that he does, but also, in a way, ashamed that he does, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it allows us to keep willfully sinning. Yes, that's right. And that's not good, because that allows the enemy to attack us. Mm. You know, I've used the example before. If you do 55 miles an hour in a 35-mile-an-hour zone, and you get pulled over, they have a right to give you a ticket. Right. The cops have a right to give you a ticket to afflict you. Right. Now, you can go pay that and then say, okay, it's done, but it's still on your record. Mm. And, you know, when you willfully sin against God, yes, you can be forgiven, but the demons say, hey, that's still on your record, mm-hmm. and I can afflict you until you mm-hmm. get your record expunged. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> Expunging records. <laughs> Expunging records, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you know, that, that choice to sin, you also have that choice to return. Mm-hmm. Every single time. Yeah. Well, the more things that we do wrong, the more choices that we make to do things wrong and wrong other people and even wrong ourselves gives like you say it gives the enemy opportunities to make us feel guilty yeah the guilt and and so like we do all these things wrong and we sin and and when we don't you know seek forgiveness and really have a conversation with god about the things that we do wrong and lay them at his feet and let it go it's just more opportunities for guilt Mm-hmm. And all mm-hmm. you know, all those negative feelings yeah. and all those things, and it gets worse and worse and worse the longer it goes. Builds up. It builds up, and then it becomes other things. It becomes depression, and it can lead to yes. other other all sorts of other things, and it it makes us also have free will to do worse things. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, like let's say you're having a bad day, and 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 you know there are certain people that can relate to this thing. It snowballs. So if you have a, let's say you did something wrong to somebody, like let's say you got in an argument with a family member, or, you know, your husband or wife or your kids or whatever, you got into an argument and you felt bad about it. And then that caused you to have a bad, in the morning, let's say this was in the morning. Then you go to work and you have a bad day at work because you were thinking about that and you were in a bad mood and it kind of rubbed off on other people. And, and your day just starts snowballing downhill mm-hmm. because you did this one thing that, you know, let's say you were in the wrong for, you drive to work, you do more things that, you know, cause other sins and and you're treating other people badly and they respond back negatively and all those sorts of things. And you had a really bad day. So let's say, okay, now I'm going to, I've had a really bad day. I'm just going to stop by and have a drink. Mm-hmm. And then, and then all the sorts of things happen. So, like, you go and have a drink, and then you're depressed or whatever it is. And, and uh, it can even snowball from there. You know, there's a lot of people that can relate to this. And, and it's like that one little thing, because you didn't stop and address it, yeah. that leads to more and more and more. And you've made choices to do these things the whole way. So you did something wrong. Uh, that was your choice. And then you also had the choice to either make it right right there and move on with your day and put it behind you or not. And then if you didn't, then you made the choice to do other bad things throughout the day and treat other mistreat other people potentially throughout the day. And then your choices just kept going on through the day. So mm-hmm. you we actively have all these choices. And right. and and a lot so often we just don't make the right ones. Right. And especially when you're in the midst of, 
you know, being angry or just having, you know, whatever is going on, when you're in that mindset, you're more apt, you're unsettled. You're un, you're more apt to make more bad decisions because you're not settled. You're unsettled. Your foundation's not built upon the rock in that situation. And, you know, it's important to mention that the physical aspect of our lives comes into play, too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get... If the more you keep, as you said, snowballing and your day is getting worse and worse and worse, and then you add alcohol to it. Mm-hmm. So now you're affecting your brain physically. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that leaves you open to more bad choices. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you could just be really, really tired, or, you know, maybe you just have a headache, and that can lead to other choices as well. Mm-hmm. So the buildup can be both physical and spiritual mm-hmm. in many ways, or mental even. And it just all comes together in, for the perfect storm. And in that storm, who wants to turn to God? Right. Yeah. I can tell you countless times where I knew I should turn to God in that moment, and I said, no. I am fed up with everything, including God. Yeah. You know, I've said that. Mm-hmm. But the moment I did turn back to God, God didn't say, okay, you know, you made your choice. Hey, I'm done with you. No. He said, okay, you made your choice. I'm waiting. Yeah. And the next day or two days later, whatever, okay, here I am. You turn back to me. Well, let's clear the slate. Right. Let's start over. Right. And that's what he does. Right. You know, because a lot of people believe, and it's lies of the enemy. Well, I told God this. Okay. Mm-hmm. You think God hasn't heard that before? Right. <laughs> right. That's and, a great point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God forgives if you come back to Him. Mm-hmm. The only way He won't forgive is if you don't come back to Him. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, it's funny. We. The thing I keep thinking about is people are embarrassed to tell stuff to God. <laughs> I know, right? He was there when you did it. <laughs> he, he was there before you did he it. He was there before you did it. He was there when you did it. He knows everything you do. Right. So you might as well get rid of the embarrassment and just let it out because he knows more about you than you know about yourself. Yes, he does. He knows all your ancestors. He knows everything mm. that will happen in your future. Mm-hmm. He knows it all. And he knows all the sordid details of everything you've ever done in your life. So you might as well just have that conversation with him, have that relationship with him, and be like, you know it anyway. Here it is. Yeah. Let's set this right. Let's move forward. And you know, it is and so. Make that choice. It's refreshing to do that. Mm-hmm. Confession is good for the soul yeah. because when you confess to God, what you're doing, what you don't see, mm-hmm. but what you're doing is you're breaking that all that affliction that the enemy has that they can use against you, mm-hmm. and you're breaking it away. I'm going to use the speeding ticket for example. Yeah. When I confess to God, it's like the judge saying, "Okay, that's gone." Next, what was that last thing we were talking about? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't see anybody with a speeding ticket. It's gone, and now the cops can't say, oh, well, he was speeding. And your insurance company can't say, oh, you were speeding. Here's another $30 a month because yeah. it's gone. Mm-hmm. Okay, so God just kind of it, it removes that so that it brings you freedom. Mm-hmm. It brings you closer to God, mm-hmm. and you get to start clean slate, right. like you said. Mm-hmm. It's... And you're absolutely right. Just, he knows. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've even said, 
laughingly said, God, you already know what I'm going to say, and you know what I did, but I'm saying it anyway. And I confessed it out, and it made me feel a whole lot better. Yeah, we've talked about this before. People are too embarrassed to come to church. Or they, yeah. how many, you know, people, we always joke around, oh, you know, I can't go to church. It'll fall in on me. You know, the church will cave in on me or whatever. I mean, you know. <laughs> you know what, t- Chad? This church that we're in right now is, I don't know, 160 years old? Yeah, 100 plus so- years old, yeah. Okay. Do you think that in 160 years there wasn't at least one bad person that could have caused this church to fall that came in the door? <laughs> and it's still standing. Yeah. So it's not going to fall in on you. That's right. Yeah, yeah so yeah, you, you don't be embarrassed or afraid or anything. To, or don't feel you're worthy enough to go to church because that's not the case at all. Churches aren't, you know, for perfect people and, and people like Phil. You know, be like, <laughs> I'm not perfect. <laughs> But that's not why the church exists. Well, none of us are perfect. So that, right. you know, churches are for people who uh, want to grow and know the Lord and be with the Lord and worship Him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the point of it. So don't be embarrassed. Don't be, uh, you know, don't feel unworthy. Don't feel guilty. You know, it's your opportunity. It's your choice of your free will to move beyond your problems, mm. to, to, to put your problems behind you in the past. And this is oftentimes not going to be an immediate fast thing. It's just a process that we go through. Right. You know, I mean, it took me a long time to get past all my junk enough to even have a good relationship to start building. Right. You know, it took me a long time. And I mean, I was saved uh, when I was 15 years old. I accepted Jesus into my life. And uh, I read the whole, it was a summer, my summer vacation uh, when I was 15 years old from school. I, and uh, my cousin, uh, you know, we, he, he had become a Christian at that time and he, you know, led me to the Lord. And I read the Bible all the way through and I said, this is a neat story that happened a couple thousand years ago, but it doesn't apply to me. I slammed that book shut put it on the shelf and went on with my life. But I still knew who God was and I still, uh, you know, had a very, very minor, lukewarm relationship with him that wasn't very good. But I made the choice to, I made the choice to accept him as my, Jesus as my Savior. I made the choice to put that book on the shelf and I made the choice, all the choices that I made up until, you know, at some point in the future, uh, a couple years ago, to actually get serious with my relationship with him. And, you know, there's, I made a lot of bad choices in, a, in that time period. But it, I also look back and realized that he was walking with me through all those things. And he kept me from doing a lot of things that would have been a lot worse. Mm-hmm. And, now, and I didn't realize it at the time. But now I give him praise for it because he did keep me out of a lot of bad things. That right. I was I was making bad choices that could have gotten a lot worse or, you know, could have gotten out of hand or whatever. And he was there kind of still quietly guiding me right. through the process. And then, you know, at some point, you know, my wife had planted seeds for me. She had been praying for me over a period of time, planting seeds, and it came time for those seeds to grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's important to realize that we make all these choices, and we make a lot of bad choices. But 
someday, and hopefully for everyone that day is today, you choose differently. You choose Him. Right. And it's your free will to do that. And, and if it's not today, tomorrow. Well, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, how many tomorrows do we have? We mm. don't know this. We No one knows these things. And that's where, that's kind of what hit me a couple years ago. It's like, you know what? I don't know how many tomorrows I have. Uh, there's nothing imminent. But, you know, uh, I'd lost some people close to me. Uh, and it's just kind of a realization. Like, you know, it's time I get serious about this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because I think there's something better. And that's what my hope is for, you know, people listening to this situation, you know, listen to my conversation and story a little bit about what, what I've been through. There's a better choice. And we have the free will to make it each day. And it's important. It's everything. It's your life. Yeah. It's, it's our life. So in that time, you said God was guiding you, keeping mm-hmm. you from mm-hmm. things that could have gone very seriously wrong. Mm-hmm. But you still made the choice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. God didn't force you to not move into that situation. He gave you the thoughts. Yeah. And you knew to choose. Right. And you chose correctly or, you know, I could be dead right now if I'd have made different choices right. a couple of times in my life. Mm-hmm. We yeah. probably all could maybe not even realize it. Right. Okay, but still, so we still have that free choice. But when you do listen to God and you make the right choice, that keeps you going. But like like Chad said, choose now that I'm going to purposely seek out God more and follow Him more and intentionally come to Him because of what we said tonight. Mm -hmm. Because it makes a difference. Yeah, it's our life. Yeah. You know, what really, when you think about it, what alternative do we have? Yeah. You know, I mean, so we have to we have to consciously make that choice. Yeah. You know, we know, you know, we talk about these things. We know what's before us. Uh, we know what God, promises God's made for us. Um, you know, we know what he wants us to, to, to do, which is to have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And that means so many more things for each of us individually, what his plan is for each of us individually, mm-hmm. which is all unique and different for all of us. But um, And even in that, we have our, our daily choices. Do we follow what he calls us to do with our plan or what with his plan for us? Each day, no matter, you know, even in, in your situation, you're a pastor and you've been doing this for a long time. And he has a plan for you. And you have a pretty good idea of what that plan is. But you still have the choice each day, do I follow his plan or not? Yeah. No matter how many years you've been doing this or, <laughs> or what your role is and or how mature you are in, in your relationship yeah. with, with, with God, each day you still have a choice. Take a guy like Billy Graham. Yeah. The guy was in his 90s. He'd been following uh, the Lord uh, and his plan for him for, what, 50-plus years or whatever it was. Every morning when he got up and well into his 90s, he still had a choice. Yeah, absolutely. He still had a free will. So it's important to realize that this is not a one-and-done thing. Right. You know, this it really isn't. We, we Each day, uh, you know, we have this choice. Uh, whether we follow him or not, and it's everything. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have the choice to say right now that we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs>
You're always the one that you. you, you. I yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, Phil has assumed that role for us. I don't know what we'll do next week when he's not here. Yeah. We just might go for two hours, but that's okay. and that would be fine. And that's yeah. That that'll that be our be that'll be our two hour TV special. <laughs> no. Oh, that's great, Chad. Yeah. It was a great conversation. It was. I'm, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, something you said, and I think that maybe sometime, if, if the Lord wills, so wills, and we, we make the choice to follow, mm-hmm. um, maybe we can expound on that relationship part mm-hmm. and what a relationship can really do for you. Right. It, you know, it's a, it's a buzzword mm-hmm. if you don't know what it means. Right. But when you know what it means, it, it penetrates you, and you really desire that every day mm-hmm. so you know maybe we can talk more about that sometime yeah and quickly just quickly like you had asked me like what you know what it was like when god when i when i said that god was walking along with me and that sort of thing god never made me do anything right i and, and what i did was looking back at it uh, in the rearview mirror at different points it was mm. like i feel like god had protected me from certain things sure Sure, and it, he does. Yeah, he he had shielded for me from things, protected yes. me from things, and sort of that that sort of thing. Uh, but it was not anything where he was forcing anything on me. Right. Yeah, he never violated your free will. No, never. No, it was just things that he was like, you know, I'm going to protect him from this because he's. He's not with it enough to protect right, himself, right, right, you know, right. and it, and it's it's like a thing like that. But it, it it was just like you know he protected me from harm in certain situations and 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 those sorts of things. But yeah, so he didn't force me to do anything, but neither did the enemy. Right, you know, the enemy was just like coercing me to do things and trying to pull me away from God, which mm-hmm. he was very successful at for a good while, mm-hmm. not entirely. Right, I didn't lose. Right. My, I w- I wouldn't have lost my salvation, but right. I didn't have that relationship. Yeah, I didn't have that daily relationship. Yep. So I just wanted to kind of you because you had asked. I wanted to kind of clear that up. Yeah, yeah. Um, or explain a little bit more about it. But I think so many people are in that situation to where you know there's so many people out there that they may be saved, they may come to church on Sunday, but all through the week they're not thinking about God. They don't have the relationship with God. They're not walking in His ways all week mm-hmm. necessarily. That's kind of like one example. Um, so again, we need to get back to that relationship in, in the choices like you mentioned earlier. Ooh, yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So sorry, I didn't mean to get no, us off. No, that's okay. We're, we're, we're still within the bounds. Yeah, we're in the bounds. Okay. We're in bounds, yep. All right. All right. Well, thank you all for joining in tonight, and and I hope you enjoyed tonight's show. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me I too. really enjoyed talking to you. It was yep. a good conversation. So, yep. um, we will see you again. Yep. Good night.